Um, man, I've had so much fun walking through. Last weekend, let's just do a quick review. Yada. Remember we talked about yada? What, what did a yada mean? Anybody? Raising. Okay, I got people doing it, but nobody's saying it. Raising holy hands to the Lord. Our expression the, the first week was a shout to the Lord, was Shabbat. And this weekend, we're going to talk about a great word. It's called Barak. Say that word with me. Barak. Yeah, it's just a, a word that we'll see about to kneel, to bow down before the Lord and what all that means to us. What I want to do, though, I know some of you are starting to get nested in, but don't get too nestled because I'm going to have you stand. I'm going to go old school for a minute, okay? And uh, so what I want to do is I want to kind of do in a more liturgical church, which we're not, we, they'd be like a call to worship. And, and this morning, the call to worship is going to be a psalm. So let me have you stand. And I believe this, the first section of the scripture, it's the, uh, the 95th psalm. Will you put it up on the screen for me, please? All right, everybody stand to your feet. And this will be in some sections for us. So let's read it together. Let's recite this to the Lord. In, in, in the Jewish history, when the Psalms, they were songs. They would sing these. And, and I'm not going to ask you to sing it because that would be horrible. But we want to read, we want to recite, we want to reflect the word of the Lord back to Him. Let's do it together. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before Him with thanksgiving and extol Him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In His hands are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to Him. The sea is His, for He made it, and His hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture, and the flock under his care. Let that just get in you for a moment. That is the word of the Lord for this morning. You can be seated. I'll let you stay down till we leave. How about that? Somebody's like, oh man, I had a knee replacement, man. That was horrible. You know, one of my good friends I grew up and played ball with, I went to an Auburn game with him a few weeks ago, and he, he had one knee replacement two weeks, uh, not two weeks, two months before that. And it went so well that titanium knee, he's having another one in December. I go, are you crazy? He said, well, man, just the pain's gone and it's working really good. And I'm like, okay, good. So you're a bionic man. Okay. Well, this morning, we looked at that psalm. We'll look at some other ones. And one of my goals for us is that we would stop, be still, as the psalmist said, and know that he is God. We would stop, reflect in our hearts. We would meditate upon his word and we would ask that lord may our meditations be pleasing in your sight so here's what i hope that you have encountered the presence of jesus from the time you came in maybe it was a hug or a handshake or a greeting or a friend maybe somebody prayed for you this morning maybe it was witnessing baptism already from the time i've left the baptistry to this room i've already talked to several people about baptism it's interesting. I, I can only hope and pray your conversations will be rich this week, and we'll continue those. But we do all of this in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. No, no. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, man, man. You know, maybe we should start adding some of those to our services. <laughs> that, 
That really threw me. I, I've been preaching here from day one. That has never happened. <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. As Mandisa said, I'm putting my worship on. Okay. Okay. Uh, did y'all do that on purpose? Okay. We, we, I am confused. We stand to praise God. We sit as you now sit to learn, but we sometimes kneel to pray to make intercession for one another. This morning we'll talk about that. Getting on our knees overwhelmed with excitement. It happens to me more often than you think, or I'm overwhelmed with life. I have anxious thoughts within me. Let's think about you, Lauren. This is a big week for you. You're taking some national boards or something this week. I've got that on my calendar. I've been praying for you. You think she's got any anxiety in her life? I mean, she's gone to school 42 years, and she's only 26 or what? I don't know how old you are. You know, she felt like she's been in school, you know, in kindergarten, her mom and dad started teaching her the medical dictionary. I don't know. But we pray for one another. Some of you have been sick. Some of you are going through cancer treatments. You're anxious. I know. You're, you're overwhelmed. Maybe you're physically unable to kneel, but... I find every time I kneel, this morning I was kneeling in my study at home before I came, overwhelmed with the goodness of Jesus today that my family would take some steps of obedience and would be baptized and our little granddaughter would follow Christ today also. It's powerful. We kneel because of great pressure. We kneel when we come together. We kneel because we make petitions and requests favor from a higher authority and his name is Jesus. He's the Father. We, we kneel, sometimes out of desperation, but we posture ourselves. Here's what I'd like to submit to you today. Some of you already are like, man, I love this message. And some of you are like, I don't like this kneeling thing. Well, you're probably sitting under a pastor that loves prayer about as much as any pastor I've ever met. It's just, I love, I love to pray. I, I love to study about prayer. I love to preach on prayer. You, you probably figured that out. I wrote a book in 2010 called Neology. Imagine that. We're in the process of trying to get the third printing out. And we've had some problems with the original publisher, and we're trying to... So if you want to pray, pray that I can get this thing reproduced again. It's gone to Belize. It's, you know, it's gone around the country, but now I want to get it back out. I think it's just a, a manual, a how-to, just to encourage people in their prayer. But we, we kneel. We, so I'd like to ask you today, sometimes the Lord will follow you, or He will lead you to follow Him with promptings to kneel. I mean, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. There's just sometimes I'm overwhelmed. I know I need to get on my knees. I'm not going to say and tell you that I do that every morning when I get up, because I don't. But I kneel throughout the day. I kneel at different times of the day. I just find that kneeling is a posture of submission and reverence and awe of all that he has done for me and all that he will do and that he is for me and he is not against me and that he fights for me. And yes, even Jesus Christ makes intercession to the Father on my behalf and yours if you're in Christ. Is that good news? That is awesome news. So we talked about yada, just a quick review. Lifting holy hands to the Lord, security, love, making an offering to the Lord. Psalm 141.2, may my prayer be set before you like incense. May the lifting of my hands be like the evening sacrifice that in every place the men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling, but lift them to the Lord. And last weekend I had you lift your hands, and I don't know, but I hope some of you lifted hands this week. 
When I walk, there's periods of my walk, I just raise my hands and surrender. I raise one hand. And I don't know, people don't ride by and go, there goes that crazy preacher. There goes that crazy man. I don't know what he's doing. But I get over it. And, and it's because I'm in deep thought. I'm in prayer. Sometimes I, my, my daughter's here today. Our youngest, well, my other one's always here, praise God. But my youngest is here today, and she did a, a, a project for me a few years ago. And sometimes I even listen to her, and I worship with her. her and, I, and I get overwhelmed by worship songs, and I just raise my hands, and I'm just happy. How many of you want to be happy? In, 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 in the Greek, it's the word bl- uh, Blessed. See, that's what it is to be happy. So I'm like, oh, okay, so you get happy. I declare my reliance, my dependence. Lord, whom do I have in heaven but you? Father, if you don't come through, I don't have a prayer. <laughs> but Lord, you're good. You've been good to me. I hold my hands up. Uh, there's seven Hebrew words that I've told you in the Hebrew for praise, and we're only looking at a few of those, and maybe I'll just reflect on all of them next weekend, and we'll focus on one. But don't you enjoy telling somebody when something is good? Don't you enjoy telling a story when something good happens on, to you or your family or on your behalf? You go and share. I think that's who we are as witnesses of Jesus. We proclaim the gospel. We share the hope, the living hope we sing about to others that our sins can be forgiven, that we can have relationship with him through Jesus Christ. And the church said... But we, we share that. And then good things come to us. We get a job. I mean, Rhoda back there on the screen. And I, I know I just called her out. She's like, wait a minute, did I miss a slide? No, I'm just going to brag on her. She just got a new job recently in the last few months. And we've been rejoicing with her. Man, God's goodness to her. And on and on and different things happen to you. You get raises and you get promotions and you, you get to go to schools and you get to do this. And you get to, and some of you are like, yeah, I can't wait till I retire. Then you can rejoice over me or whatever. But we just are grateful for what the Lord's doing. Here's what I know. Every city I go in, I was in Lexington, as I told you earlier. And I get there, and Ron, the president, says, hey, where do you want to go eat? I said, man, I don't care. He says, you know, we have a lot of good restaurants in Lexington. I'm like, really? <laughs> and because I've been to different ones. But we ended up going to one, like, man, we have that in Montgomery. But that's okay, because we were kind of in a hurry. It was Texas Roadhouse, but it was still good. And, uh, but, but sometimes I go to these restaurants, like, man, this is good. And he's like, yeah, it's the talk of Lexington. It's the talk of Nashville. Like right now here at East Chase, there's a couple new restaurants getting, uh, coming to town, and people are beginning to talk about it. And if it's good, people will really talk about it. If it's bad, they'll talk about it. So we talk about that, which is important, that we recognize, we give thanks. Did you, did you know it's healthy to, um, to have a, well, it's obvious, to have a healthy heart is important. But when we have a grateful heart, it just tends to heal us. It tends to make us more mentally, socially, relationally, spiritually, physically healthy when things are in line with God and one another. And in this study, we're just looking at praise God. I want a posture of praise that I barack you, that I come to you. I have a thankful heart. There's gratitude in my heart. Listen to this psalm. Praise the Lord. Praise those servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, let us come down and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Save us, O Lord. And gather us from among the Gentiles to give thanks to your holy name, to triumph in your praise. I will praise you, O Lord, with a whole heart. I will tell of all your marvelous works. Vows made to you are binding upon me. Oh God, I will render praises to you. I will sing praises to God. I will sing praises, sing praises unto our King. I will sing praises, but you, oh Lord, you are enthroned as the King of Israel. But I would say this, but you, oh Lord, you're enthroned as the King of my heart. 
you know, I, I, I just saw a picture in my mind. We, some of you aren't artists, but that's okay, as long as you know what it is. Draw a heart right now in your worship, God. Make a heart. Just put a heart in there, and maybe right in there. You're enthroned, Lord Jesus, on the throne of my heart. You know, that's what Christ wants. He wants us to praise him. He wants us to let his rule be established every day. Barat, to kneel, to bless God, an act of adoration, to praise, to salute, to pledge allegiance, to be thankful, to be grateful. That's what it is to Barat, to praise the Lord. Barat embodies the notion that we kneel before him, we adore him, we, we bless him. He illuminates us, he changes our perspective. Church, here, here's what I'm trying to get into on this study when we barat when we praise when we bless the lord it changes us from the inside out because our perspective goes from woe is me woe is my circumstances woe is what's going on but god you are great does anybody need a word besides your pastor to get outside of themselves and own the god of heaven hello Okay, I, I just realized I forgot something. i got to go back here and get it. Hey, this has been the great day of everything going crazy, so I might as well have forgotten this too, right? Okay, I got it now. Are, are y'all feeling better? I'm feeling better. Okay, I was going to try to fake it, but I really think I need it, okay? Oh, there it is. It came out. Okay. So we salute, we, we tell the Lord we love him. Here, let me, let me give you a thought before I get into this. In postures of praise, we raise our hands, we kneel, we stand, we sing songs, we, we do a variety of things. And we have to tell our bodies sometimes, body, flesh, you're not in control, but Jesus is. Jesus is Lord. I want to follow you. So sometimes when I don't feel like it, sometimes when my knees hurt, sometimes when it's just like, ah. I, I feel compelled and I need to get on my knees. That's just a position. It's just a posture. So this morning, we're going to have an opportunity at the end. I'm going to invite us as a congregation to kneel all that are physically able. And some are going to go, I don't want to. I'm uncomfortable. Can I tell you something? My job is not to make you comfortable as your pastor. My job is to help you be holy. And the church said to follow Christ. I mean, there's some, this whole thing I read years ago messed me up. Love my enemies and pray for them. I'm still dealing with that one. But that's what Jesus wants. That's a transformed heart. That's a heart that follows after him. So I'm a recipient of worship. You are. So Lord, this uncomfortable expression for some of us, others it won't be. We want to express raised hands, but we want to express worship from our knees. It's just a good position. Listen to this. Psalm 103 is where I'm going to spend some time today, but I want you to hear this. Ready? Psalm 103, I'm going to read verses 1 through 2 and 20 through 22, but hear this. Praise, brought the Lord my soul, all my, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise, brought the Lord my soul, and forget not all his benefits. 
Barak, the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Barak, the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Barak, the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Barak, the Lord, O oh my soul, but I will praise him. In the NIV, praise the Lord, O oh my soul, my inmost being. Praise his holy name. And then he goes on there, forget not his benefits. In the New American Standard, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord. Bless my soul. And you're saying, can you say something else besides bless the Lord? Okay. Barack my soul. Barack the Lord. It's that word that I'm trying to get us to focus in on. It's just so rich. Sometimes we just blow through praise. And God is worthy of my best and your best and my devotion. For the scripture teaches that when we are in Jesus Christ, we are not our own. We have been bought with the price, the precious blood of Christ. And we belong to him. And we declare our allegiance and we declare our praises because he's worthy and he inhabits the praises of his children. So petition, request, unadulterated praise to God, awestruck with the blessings of the Lord that we are forgiven that we have a new nature, a new name. We have a future. Yes, we have a hope. This afternoon, my good friend Ron, we had the Go Board International Board meeting. We meet twice a year in Lexington and Wilmore, actually, where Asbury University is. But this afternoon, it's very exciting. We were meeting this weekend about very scary, high-risk, manage the risk, be smart, but don't let fear control us and go by faith. There's an exploration trip of eight people that are going this afternoon. They're going to Iraq. And there's new opportunities opening up to share the hope of Christ there, have been invited there. And we're praying for their safety and provision. Only 300 miles away, there's fighting. I ask you right now to write on your worship guide, Chaplain Dave, as he finds himself a wing commander chaplain in Turkey He's probably not in the safest zone in the world right now, okay? Pray for him, how he loves Christ and how we love him. But we counted a blessing to go, to, to serve, to spring up in the depth of our heart, to worship him. See, this whole praise thing is not about us anyway. It's about him. And he, he just, man, he just commands us to. He expects it. And honestly, I find I get a, a lot of gifts from it. I change. I'm joyful. I'm forgiven. There's grace. There's a new attitude. There's sins to overcome when you praise the Lord. There's new focus. There's new dimensions. There's new strength. There's new realities. It's just a blessing to praise the Lord. We yield our heart. We bless Him. But I want you to look here at this Psalm 103. Just turn over there. Psalm 103. I know we're all over the page, but these are great passages that I want you to see. And look at it there with me. Psalm 103. Let all that I am praise or barack the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. Now, let's just break down first. We yield to him. I forget not his benefits for all that he has done in the past. Not present and future, and he's definitely doing that. But all that God's done. Lord, I don't want to forget. I, I don't want to not remember 
your goodness. I don't want to not remember my baptism. I don't want to not remember your forgiveness. I don't want to forget your pardon for me, your direction, answered prayer, your provision for me. On and on we can just go, Lord, I don't want to forget what you've done. But in verse 3, move on down here. Lord, I don't want to forget it. Verse 3. He goes, forgive. He forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. Now, guys, this is pretty awesome. When we look at this, we do know and serve a God that heals. But this right here, if you read it in context, this is not about physical healing so much. It's about spiritual healing. And he, and he heals us. He heals our thoughts. He heals our pain. Um, in, in this sense, I would say our souls are broken, they're messed up, that we struggle. There's, would, would anybody agree with me this morning that there's diseases of the soul? There are. And in those, let me just list some for you if, if you want to write them down. I'll tell you what they are. Fear, doubt, depression, anger, lust, hate, pride, greed, and the list goes on and on and on. And Jesus, one of the, some of the benefits is Jesus heals us, our soul, of these things that paralyze us. I, as I listed some of those, I bet there's some people in this room that battle fear on a daily basis. There's some ones in here that battle doubt. And I will assure you, depression is in this room. And there's some people that possibly struggle with depression a lot greater than any of us know. And the Lord is here to heal your soul even of your depression. Blessed be his name. Some of us might struggle with pride. He's here to heal our soul of that. It might be that we struggle with greed. He is certainly here to heal that. We have a fallen nature of sin, and the effects of sin are great until we go and to be in the presence of the Lord forever. But we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who loves us. Is that good news this morning? We, we get to overcome the body and the flesh as we praise, as we barack the Lord. You're saying, man, pastor, I'm, man, I'm getting excited about this. Psalm 147.3, he heals the brokenhearted. He binds up their wounds. Some of you, some of us have wounds. We're emotionally spent. We're beat up. We're bruised. We're battered. We're bleeding. It's not very attractive. And the Lord is here, and he wants to heal the brokenhearted in his power today. So it might be today. You might say, Lord, man, you can give me some things to get on my knees about. I want to pray about these things. Look, look, look let's keep going. Verse 4, he redeems me from the death. And, and one translation says, he redeems me from the, from the pit. Now, as I think about that pit, you ever been in the pit before? Wait a minute. Turn to the person next to you and say, let me tell you about my pit story. Turn, and I ain't talking about armpits. Turn to the person next to you and say, let me tell you about my pits. You been in the pit? Yeah. How many of you want to stay in the pit? No. And God heals us from that. He doesn't want to leave us there. We're not abandoned. He is with us. He dwells in the hearts of those that are fully devoted to him. And then look what he says here. So we get out of the pit through Christ. I love this. He crowns me. It means he closes in upon me. He surrounds me. He doesn't forsake me. His steadfast love. And look, oh, I love this. He crowns me with love and 
tender mercies. Circle the word mercies. He gives me that which I don't deserve. I don't get what I deserve. Oh, I get mercy. You know I have a prayer that I like to pray. God, may I exchange judgment for mercy. I learned this prayer when I was in school. <laughs> I don't want judgment. Have mercy on me. Then do the work. Or, or you get in a situation, have mercy, be kind to me. And you've had to be merciful to people. And you read about people in the scriptures that weren't merciful, and they were. And God wants us as children of God to be merciful people, a merciful generation. But one of the benefits of following Christ is we get mercy. I'm grateful for grace and for mercy. But I want you to move on here. I want you to see this. Look at this. This, this, this is too good. So be aware of his benefits. Be grateful. But look, th this is cool. Verse 5. He fills my life with good things, says the NLT. He fills my life. Your translation, I like this one better. He satisfies me with good things. Satisfying is a state of contentment. Oh, contentment that only Christ gives. Jesus can make you and me full. Talking to Gloria over the last few years, being her pastor has been a real joy. And seeing God working her husband as God moved on David, and it was beautiful. And then the Lord carrying David home and walking through that, and then her having to battle cancer. But you know one thing I've learned about this sister in Christ? She's been satisfied with Jesus. He has been more than enough. He has been her shepherd of her soul. And when I talk, and I call to minister and talk to her, and I get off the phone, man, I feel like she's just ministering to me. She's had, I'd say the last few years have been kind of tough for her. When you, how many would agree? Yeah, it's kind of tough, man. You lose your husband and you battle cancer and you get to wear those cool-looking hair things. Like, God, you know, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, I kind of wish I'd look silly if I can't pair one. She, every week I can't wait to see her to see what she's going to look like when she comes to the door. And one of the things she does, she, comes over, she always wants to hug her pastor. So, man, I love people that want to hug me, not get out of here. But look at this verse. Get back to it. He satisfies my life. He fills my life with good things. You know what? Here it is. Lord, you've been pretty amazing, Father. My life's full. You satisfy me. Forgive me where I tend to whine a lot and complain about what could or should be. Help me to find my satisfaction in you. For you're the giver of good gifts. Oh, Lord, I don't want to forget your benefits. You saved my soul. You forgive my sin. You give me leadership. You give me the Holy Spirit. Today, here it is. Lord, you're too good. I got to witness my granddaughter saying yes to Jesus and follow you in baptism. God, it's good. I don't want to forget his benefits to my family. Do you? This is a holy moment. Okay, see, I'm, I'm with the best of them. Oh, Lord, church is struggling. Lord, contract fell through again. Oh, oh Lord. I mean, guys, you don't have any idea of what I'm dealing with today. It's, it's Donna knows because she lives with me. It's crazy. 
I'm dealing with toilets. I'm dealing with real estate. I'm doing counseling, preaching. I'm doing stuff I never dreamed of. Life is not what I expected. It's 60. I thought we'd be a thousand people and we'd have all these projects going and everybody come up and want to sing Kumbaya in my presence and give me high fives and, and we would just see everything that would happen and life would be so easy and I'd just look at you and go, blessed are you and that would be it. That is not my life. Is it your life? I know. Man, my life kind of stinks, Pastor. You're in a good place. <laughs> because he satisfies. The world's not satisfying. Is the world satisfying you? Not satisfying me. But it was never intended to satisfy me. Jesus was. I know I got off script, but I tell you what, I think I do my best preaching when I do that. Look what he says. He fills my life. He satisfies me with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagle. The, the whole thing about eagle, it's strong, it's nourished, it flourishes, it's vigorous, it's strong, it rises up. I think we sang a song today about rising up, didn't we? It's amazing how these songs so flowed. Doug, thank you for your leadership. Can y'all just put your hands together and thank God for Doug Gimlin, what he's doing in these days. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Bless you, Lord. I don't tell you, that. you really need to, let me tell you, if you won't get on your knees for nothing else, you get on your knees and praise God, I am not leading us in worship. It would be sick. Now, I just affirmed you, brother, and you're sitting there and throwing me under the bus. Now, it, 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 would be, it would be bad. Here it is. Barak the Lord. Fix your eyes upon the king. All right, All right man, I could keep on going. Kneeling is a sign of submission. It's a new, it's respect. Barak is focusing my attention on God. It's a position of power, adoration, honor. I kneel before the Lord, my maker. I barak you, Lord. Uh, I set my affections on you, Lord. I'm grateful for all the things you're doing. I am to live a life of Barak, and so are you. And I want you to look down here. I gave you two blanks today. Matter of fact, I'm going to probably start doing more of this because I find it's just I'm a lot freer, and you probably listen better and take notes, whatever you need to take. But there's two blanks. There's two questions that we might ask, okay? Here they are. The, the wrong one and the right one. The, here, here's the one I hear all the time, and it's the wrong question. How was worship today, Pastor? Oh, April sang my favorite song. Praise the Lord. Rachel did this, and it was wonderful. But guess what? Doug, I'm going to throw you under the bus now. Doug, Doug sang so-and-so. It was not my favorite song. So-and-so came in. The screen went down in worship today. We didn't see the baptism. I'm not going back. I mean, it's just, you know, how was worship? Oh, it was good. We sang my favorite courses. We didn't sing one song I knew. Nobody spoke to me. Nobody hugged me when I came in. So here's my question. Who did you hug? Who did you love when you come in? I, oh, I am gifted. I don't hug anybody. Okay, that's what I thought. All right. So how was your worship today? Well, it had great beat. It had great harmony. It was great whatever. Guys, here's what I'm trying to say about praise. Praise is not a spectator sport. Praise is for followers of Jesus. It is for the family of God for us to get in on this barocking the Lord. And the church said, so how was your worship? How was worship today? Quit asking that question. How was worship today? Because, I mean, basically we just gauge it about, well, they had a full band. They had this. The screens worked. The screens were great. Kevin did this. Oh, uh, uh, oh it was great. And the message was weak. Yeah, whatever. No. 
But here's the question I want you to ask. How was my worship today? That's the pleasing question to Jesus. You see, here's what we do. We gather, the church is the gathering, the ecclesia of Christ. We gather in this place, but we don't gather just to gather. We gather to glorify the exalted Christ. The church exists for the purposes of giving Christ honor and praise and glory. So that's why we gather. I love gathering places, but this whole thing, worship according to the dictionary, show reverence, adoration to a deity. How's my worship today? Lord, I ask you to examine my heart because I desire to be pleasing in your sight. 